welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. We are in week three of our Christmas series, and have you been enjoying the last few weeks as we are in the Christmas season learning about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Uh, I hope at some other campuses, people have been enjoying it. Here at Apple Valley, have you guys enjoyed the last couple weeks? Oh my goodness. And at this time, I want to welcome everybody that is watching online around the world. We love you so much, including our missionaries that we love, those that are a part of our 500. We're praying for you this Christmas season. We miss you. We love you. We bless you. And can we welcome every campus that's joining right now, watching with us. Merry Christmas. In just a second, we're going to the book of Luke, chapter 1, and we find the Christmas story in chapter one, chapter two, and the last few weeks, we've been talking about this Christmas. What, what's this Christmas going to be like that might be different than other Christmases in our lives? Week one was this Christmas. We're going to remember that we serve the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Week one was all about peace. Week two, last week, Pastor Rob taught that this Christmas, we're going we're gonna to stop and we're going to worship. We're going to praise. Week one is about peace. Week two was about praise. And this week is all about the fact that we need to proclaim. We need to proclaim. We don't just sit with the Prince of Peace. We don't just worship the Prince of Peace. But we are going to proclaim the good news of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. What we've been saved from. How he's changed our life forever and ever and ever. It's got to get through us. It's got to get through us. This Christmas we're going to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to highlight that earlier this week here at Apple Valley partnered with all of our locations as well as down at our Fairbow location. We had a kid's Christmas musical and it was so precious, so amazing. And I just want to celebrate that there were 28 people that gave their lives to Jesus Christ at a kid's Christmas musical. Come on, can we celebrate life change and salvation? People being added to the kingdom of God. And I, I love my, my daughter was a part of it. She's in second grade and she had her kindergarten, first and second grade teachers all there at the Christmas musical. And she invited them saying, I want to make sure that they know that I love Jesus. And they were sitting in the room and a, a highlight of all the teachers. I just want to say thanks as you get a little Christmas break here in a second. Can we thank our teachers that are investing, whether it's the homeschoolers, the Christian schools out in in the public school. Thank you so much, especially those that are a part of our church that are living for Jesus Christ, proclaiming the church in the schools. We love you. All right, going to Luke chapter one. And this story, what we're about to read is the angel Gabriel bringing the message to Mary that she would give birth to a son, give birth to more than a son, but a savior. And this is traditionally called the annunciation of the incarnation. Woo. People feeling it. This is exciting. The Annunciation of the Incarnation. Can we read this together? Starting in verse 26. It says this. In the sixth month, side note, if you're like, hey, can we get to Luke chapter 2? What's next week about? Next week is all about Jesus being born in a manger, and we will read Luke chapter 2. Everybody's been waiting for it in this Christmas series. 
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. He was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. She's the favored one, and she has found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him to the... Th- to, to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Praise God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The title of this message is not the annunciation of the incarnation, but it's proclamation of salvation. Lord, we thank you for this time together as a church here and at all of our locations and around the world, people that are a part of our church watching online. Lord, I thank you that you are with us. You're with us right now. And it's what the season is reminding us that Jesus, you are Emmanuel. God with us, you're with us. I just pray that you'd speak to hearts right now, reminding them that you are with them no matter what they're facing, no matter what they're going through. You are with them in the middle of it. Lord, encourage their hearts, lift up their heads. And I pray that you'd speak to us, encourage us, build into us the courage to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ. I pray that distractions would be removed from our life and we would be reminded that we are on mission and the mission involves more than just living it out. It involves us giving a shout. We gotta proclaim the good news of Jesus. Help us to do that this Christmas. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. There's a question that I get asked uh, sometimes uh, when I go to different coffee shops or restaurants, things like that. And it's becoming a little bit of a dreaded question uh, because of what I'm about to explain to you. And maybe you're here and you dread this question as well, but have you ever given your order? And the, the question that is becoming more popular, I think customer service, you know, they're just trying to do a good job. The question that they will ask is, uh, can, I, can I put a name on this order? And, uh, you know, it's really, it's a nice question. It's all good. You know, they're trying to be personal. But they say, can I put a name on this order? And if you know my name, my name is Kirk. 
And so when they ask, ask that, I, I, I feel like I respond pretty well. I, f- I feel like I, you know, say it fairly clear and, um, you know, I'm not mumbling. I'm, you know, projecting and trying to enunciate and I'm trying to, you know, my, hey, yep, my name is Kirk. And it is probably 99% of the time that whatever comes back on my cup or on my order is, I see people whispering, it, 99% of the time it is Kurt. And, uh, you know, it doesn't, you know, I'm trying to be gracious. It, do, it didn't really bother me initially, but as it happens over and over and over, and then I realize, like, are we not in the land in Minnesota of Kirk Cousins? And I feel like there's, you know, the Cousins, the Franklin, the Captain. There's a lot of Kirks out there. How many Kurts do you know? And this has started to bother me, and I realize I just have to spell it out. I got to get the energy. I know the question's coming, and I just got to spell it out. Can I get a name for this order? Yep, it's Kirk, K-I-R-K, K-I-R-K. You want to know why I got to spell it out? And I, now I bring, I bring the energy for it now. Why? Because the other day, I didn't just get a Kurt, I got a cut, K-U-T. How is this even possible? Have you ever met a cut before? Nope. nothing happened as you were typing in the name, like never met a cut before. I'm not sure this might not be right. I'm especially K-U-T. What's happening? So now when I order, I'm going to spell it out. And let me pair this with the energy that we need to have as Christ followers. You need to not mumble. You need to not beat around the bush. You need to not be all hesitant and nervous. You want to make sure that you are speaking clearly. Beyond just living it out, you got to speak it out. You got to start talking. You got to open up your mouth. You have to enunciate the enunciation. You got to start to publish the proclamation. You got to start getting it out of your mouth. Clearly, you need to spell it out. You are just like the angel Gabriel. You are a messenger, a messenger for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Start spelling it out for people. This is what Jesus has done for me. I believe he can do it for you. Are you in for this? Are you in for this? I'm praying for life change. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your healing. I'm praying for your children. I'm praying for your marriage. Do you want what I have? I've got the Prince of Peace. I've got the joy of the Lord. Lord. I've got the strength of God. I've got the Holy Spirit living inside of me. We got to start spelling out what we have. We got to start proclaiming salvation. It is the good news of great joy. News is meant to be shared, especially good news. It, sh- it should it should just, like second nature, just, where we start to leak it. It's, I, can't, I can't help but share good news. I, it's got it's to gotta come out of me. And this isn't just, you know, the greatest story of all time, which it is. But it's also what we're banking our eternity on. And when it's that big of a deal... It should just, it's like, I can't, 
I can't, I can't help but speak what I've seen and what I've heard, like the Bible talks about. I can't help it. It's the good news of great joy. And are you here today as a Christ follower saying that that is true for you? I can't help it. It just comes out of me. I know there's a lot of people that right after they get saved, there's this passion and this energy and they got the energy to spell it out because they're living actively in the life change. But as we distance ourselves from that moment of salvation, for some reason, we can start to get a little bit of glaze over our eyes and a little bit of routine and and we start to distance from salvation. I, I love the Bible says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Why? Not just so that I can be joyful, so that it would come out of me. It's got to come out of me. We got to proclaim it. Isaiah 52 verse seven, seven says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. We gotta go tell it on the mountains. We gotta get up there and start shouting the good news. We need to start proclaiming. This story of Gabriel, we're gonna hang here for a little bit because I'd say Gabriel's a pretty good messenger. Not just because of what we read, but because he was sent in the first place. God trusted Gabriel to, to be the messenger, to pass off this information. Pretty big information. It's like pretty specific. Like this has the potential to scare Mary to the point where she's, she's no longer believing that there is a God. Like what's happening with my life? Like, like the, the, the message matters and the messenger matters. And I'd love to use what we just read in Luke chapter one as a model, something to encourage us and how we can be better messengers for the gospel message of Jesus. This is pivotal. This, the, Gabriel's involvement is pivotal in the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, your involvement will be pivotal in the stories of the rebirth, those that are going from death to life in Jesus Christ. You are pivotal in the stories of those that are gonna come alive in Christ. And so just like Gabriel, we want to be good messengers. You are the messenger. God wants to use you. You are pivotal. Acts 1 chapter 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. You are a messenger. You are a witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal, not just to us, but through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. When's the last time you implored somebody to be reconciled back to God? Jesus had the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling us to God. And he gave you the same ministry to reconcile people back to God. We should be messengers that are imploring compelling, 
saying this is the truth beyond anything else out there that is declaring itself the truth. This is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so let's use this as a model. We want to be messengers. You are a messenger. What do we see in Gabriel? He gives direct speech. He spells it out. He doesn't beat around the bush. He's not nervous. He actually tells Mary, you don't need to be afraid. I'm not nervous. You, hey, you don't need to be afraid. And he goes right into it. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. I mean, this is massive news. He's not like, hey, uh, you, you, have you thought about being a, becoming a mother someday? Like, he's not like, he, he goes, it's happening. You will conceive in your womb. And sometimes as Christ followers, we, we like, hey, you know, you know, you throw out a couple like, praise the Lord or, you know, we've been praying for you and it's, Hey, that, that's good. Let's praise the Lord and let's pray for people. But sometimes it go, it goes something like this. Hey, I think you need to get saved. My sins have been forgiven. Maybe what you're dealing with is like shame. Did you know shame can wash away right now by giving your life to Jesus? Like, like get direct. Let's use this as a model. He, he's not beating around the bush. And as a church, we're stepping into not just Christmas next week, but we're stepping into a brand new year. And it would be awesome if River Valley Church, like never before, stopped beating around the bush, stopped being nervous. Like, hey, I'm just going to live in my lane and, you know, my neighbors live in their lane. No, like, how about we get direct with some people? Say, hey, I know a savior. I know a redeemer. I know a healer. I know where my eternity is going to be spent forever and ever and ever. Do you? You can know it right now. The full assurance of salvation. Let's get direct with people. Have you ever met somebody that just cannot get to the point? As Christ followers, if we're not careful, we can be people that never get to the point. You have an ache in your heart about a neighbor, a family member, a friend, a coworker, somebody, there's an ache in your heart. And, and every time you're around them, you're thinking, I got to share with them. I got to share with them. And that's good. But you got to get to the point. Get to the point. What is your desire for them? You can't just live around them. You got to tell them you are pivotal to their salvation story. By the way, living out your salvation is also good, but you got to tell it. You got to tell it. Proverbs 28 verse one, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. We need boldness for direct speech. Acts 4 29. And now look, Look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Grant it to us, Lord, boldness that comes from the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 37 and 38. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. It's after Peter's preaching. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? I love that Peter's direct. He said to them, repent and be baptized. It's pretty direct. Hey, if you know, you just kind of, explore, if you just explore, if you just, if you Google this term, you know, just figure, you know, just, hey, if you could just come over for dinner. Hey, all that, that's fine. Okay. Maybe not the Google one, but he says, you got to repent and be baptized. 
Let's do this thing. Let's be direct. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's be that direct. Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sin and to receive the Holy Spirit. Let's get that direct. Memorize that sentence. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sin and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why am I repeating myself? Because Gabriel repeated himself. We're using him as a model. Not, don't just be direct, but you, you gotta repeat yourself. How to be a good messenger. You gotta repeat yourself. Don't just say it once and assume that they heard it clearly or they were in the right frame of mind, the right time, the right situation to receive it and to either reject it or accept it. No, I'm gonna repeat myself. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna, next time I see them, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them know again. I'm gonna invite them again. I'm gonna repeat myself. Gabriel says, Mary, you're the favored one. A couple sentences later, Mary, you've got the favor of God on your life. How about we start to repeat ourselves? How about we get an energy, the energy to spell it out for people? Sometimes we share our faith and then nothing happens with that or or they say, oh, that doesn't work for me. And you assume that they've rejected the gospel for the rest of their life. Nope. How about I'm going out tomorrow and I'm going to share it again. I'm going to invite again. I'm going to fight for people in my life. Let's be messengers of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Direct and repeat it. Have you ever wondered why there's four gospels sharing the story of Jesus? One reason is because you need the repeated story. You need to read Matthew and it's like, oh man, that's great. Okay, so this must be the birth of the church. Nope, Mark. Oh, okay, Mark, Mark's pretty good. This is, okay, this is good. That was shorter than Matthew. That's nice. And so this must be what's coming, you know, the, we're just the progression. Nope, you gotta go back. You got Luke, and then you got John sharing the story of Jesus Christ. There's repetition all over the Bible. I love that uh, Gabriel, as he's the messenger, he shares with Mary, this is like a tactic that you can use in signs, symbols, and stories. And he's sharing this epic news But he's prepared to say, hey, here's a sign to you, your relative Elizabeth. She's pregnant in her old age, a miracle. So you know this is true. Go visit Elizabeth and you will find out that you will conceive. And she goes and visits and it's John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth and Jesus in the womb of Mary. But as you share with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, as you're praying in your preparation to share, God, give me, give me a word from heaven. Give, give me something in my spirit that I can't shake. And it could be, it, it could be a phrase. It could be a story. It could be a parable. Jesus's ministry was full of parables. I'm trying to help people as we're spelling it out. I'm trying to help them connect the dots. Get, hey, it's, it's like this. Hey, I know what I just said, you know, about forgiveness of sin. Here's how it's played out in my life. Here's how I digested that. Here's how I received that. I gotta, I gotta talk in signs and symbols and stories. And I love that Gabriel is using a story of Elizabeth. 
St. Patrick, we all celebrate St. Patrick. I'm just kidding. You might not. The original story of St. Patrick's Day uh, was more than just partying on the weekends. He used to use this to explain the Trinity. He used to use a three-leaf clover to explain to people the Trinity. That's pretty good. See how there's kind of three little offshoots on this leaf here? It's kind of like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. How many leaves are there? One leaf. It's amazing. In kids' church growing up, they explained it to us like an egg. And now I explain this to my children. So the egg has a shell, has the white part, and has the yolk. I don't know what the white part's called. How many parts is that? Three parts. How many eggs is that? One egg. Three in one. You're trying to explain the supernatural mysteries of God to your friends and to your neighbors and to those that do not know. Sometimes you got to break it down like an egg. Sometimes you got to break it down like a three-leaf clover saying it's three in one. Let's put energy into how we shared, not just spur of the moment promptings. Like, and the Holy Spirit will do that. Spur of the moment promptings. But how about through prayer, through time with the Lord? Lord, give me a word. Give me an analogy. Give me a parable. Give me a story that is going to help my relative to come to know you. The last part of this model is the Holy Spirit's involvement. You need to be reminded that as you're the messenger, the Holy Spirit's involved. Gabriel's bringing this message and she's like, how is this possible? I'm a virgin. How is this even going to happen? And Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit, God himself is going to overshadow you. And you need to be reminded that as you share the message of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is within you. And I believe the Holy Spirit will overshadow. The Holy Spirit is, is compelling people, bringing people, preaching this. John 15, 26, when the helper comes, the helper is the Holy Spirit, whom I will send. These are Jesus's words to you from the Father. He is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will bear witness about me. The Holy Spirit will bear witness. As I'm a messenger filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will bear witness. There's another uh, verse in the Bible that says, when the time comes, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. The Holy Spirit is bearing witness. The Holy Spirit is like a messenger through you. Would you be filled with the Holy Spirit and would you operate in the gifts of the Spirit and let the Holy Spirit speak through you? How to be a witness. All right, as we close. Okay, that, hey, that's a good model. I'm going to be direct. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to pray that the Lord would give me signs, symbols, stories, something to help connect the dots. I'm going to put some work in on the front end Believing that when we get to the moment, I'm going to be prepared and full of hope. And, and, and when I feel unprepared, I'm going to be reminded that I'm full of the spirit of God and he's involved. And we're going to see people get saved like never before across the twin cities through river Valley church, all around the world through our missionaries, because we're going to proclaim like never before. Okay. So good tactics. Who should I go to first? 
like, what do we do? Just close your eyes and point. Gabriel goes to Nazareth and Nazareth was at the most scholars believe there's probably 2000 people in that town. Some believe it was as small as 500 people. And Gabriel goes to a teenage girl and he, he greets her in a way that she had never been greeted before. She was insignificant in the culture that she was in. Yet she was treated with respect and, and, and dignity and treated in a way that was like, re- really like making her know like, this is, this is a big deal. This is, this is a big deal. We teach our kids, go to school and look for lonely people. Look for lonely people. You're a leader. Look for lonely people. Who can you minister to? Who should I go to first? What is your Nazareth? Just in your sphere of life and your routine and your rhythm, what's, 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 who is your Mary? The one that, that seems like they're hurting, they're broken, they're lonely, they're on their own, nobody's fighting for them. How about we go to them first? The Lord will give you names and, and prompt you and, and say, hey, hey, hey this, is, this is the person you've been praying for. This is the person you've been praying about. I'm, I'm highlighting them to you. Get out there and share it. And I, lo- I love this. We, we are, we're going to read Luke chapter two on Christmas Eve. It's going to be awesome. But fast forward to the shepherds. They hear from the angels, the messengers. Hey, there's been a savior that's been born in Bethlehem. And so they went and they saw the baby Jesus. And what did they do? They, they, they left proclaiming. They encountered Jesus. They left proclaiming. This is awesome. Bethlehem's right outside of Jerusalem. Bethlehem was the town that raised the sacrificial lambs. It was the only land in that area that could house sheep, that, could, that, that the land would provide for the sheep. So Bethlehem was where they were raising the sacrificial lambs for the temple of God to, to pay for the sins of humanity. Isn't it awesome that God sent his son Jesus, who is the lamb of God, to the city where lambs are born, sacrificial lambs. And those shepherds were the first ones told and to encounter Jesus to then proclaim, you are called to be a messenger, just like Gabriel the angel, but also just like the shepherds. You've got sheep in your life that you are responsible for, that God is, he's, he's raised you up until this point to be pivotal in their story of salvation. Let's be like the shepherds. We encounter Jesus and we go out and proclaim. Lord, we thank you for your word. Let it richly dwell within us so that it can flow through us. I pray a blessing over our church that we would witness like never before that we would proclaim 
more than we've ever done before. Let us be direct. Let us do whatever it takes in being persistent. In being persistent. Give us words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophetic words, signs, symbols, and stories that help connect the dots for people in a, in a supernatural way, Lord. Remind us that we're full of the Holy Spirit. We've got the power within us. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. Lord, I just pray that we would be full of the power of the Holy Spirit to be your witnesses, to be your messengers, to proclaim salvation. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.